Yo. 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 This is not a rap song. <laughs> Yo, this is V, aka Vernon English. This is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. And yo, hit the subscribe button and let someone know about this. Send them a link and uh, just send them a soundbite or something like that. And be like, yo, this guy, I don't even know where he's from, LA. He's like actually pretty funny. It's a cool, cool little podcast. Share it with somebody. Pass it along, you know, do that and listen to it on your way to and fro. Ooh, on your way to someplace. You can actually be in the car and then be like, yo, that's actually, wow. And you can actually tell them it's actually a writer's, I don't know, a studio or something like that. And you can share ideas or don't, don't Oprah me though. Not, none of that. This ain't, this ain't the book club. Nah, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> But also, uh, I'm working on different projects, and, and I basically update people on, you know, the subject matter on just w- what I'm doing and, and how to write, and, and how specifically it's different as all other artists have their way of doing things. And I wanted to comment on that. Like, that's one of those not pet peeves of mine, but it's just uh, always something that pricks up my ears when I hear someone um, say, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, that guy's lazy, and I'm like, yo, wait, what, is he an artist, and they're like, yeah, all they do is smoke weed, do drugs, that's all they do, and I'm like, wait, time out, did he do tour last year, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, so, like, you know, a tour is like, I don't know, six months of them going 30 days, like super hard, seven days a week, like city to city. And like, I mean, he may or may not have been on a bus. I mean, why not smoke some weed? Like, what's, what's the big deal? <laughs> I, I, I question as to how we are constantly viewing how we view art. And then uh, someone even mentioned as to superstardom or how we uh, put people on pedestals. And, and I never wanted to be on such a thing and, and consider myself as such because um, the sense of humility keeps me um, tapped into all of what is uh, around me. When you become obviously on a pedestal, you kind of are, I don't even know how to even describe it because I'm not there. I'm, you know, where I love to be. And, and it, you really have that sense of, you know, uh, connecting with others is different. And, and it comes as a, of a difference, but I always want to have this sense of, of blending or being a shit shit cat and, and popping up on people and be like, what? Hey, ain't that? No, that ain't, that is him. Like, <laughs> and then disappearing and doing something cool and going to, you know, get some ice cream and, and chilling. My reasoning being is it it all ties into my story, but you'll often find my podcast and the stories that I'm telling that tie into everything about a story or how it inspired me and the weirdest of things. Even if you are a comic book fan, even if you are an anime fan, cartoon fan, 
um, specifically DC or Marvel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I got to name the two um, biggest ones in, in LA just because uh, the history in here is so uh, dope. DC um, mixed with, what's that? Uh, we're not name dropping. Everybody knows. Anyway. But uh, it's a cool thing to, to see this. And, and like I nerded out talking about uh, hype beast and stuff like this, but I, I got another story that just basically encompasses what I would love to read. And when I say a never ending story, like I'm not joking when I say that, like that's the thing that I wanted to read when I was younger was something that continually like never ended. All the stories that were great, every epic or everything obviously had some con continuity or some basis of having this epic that ended or something that, you know, spanned years or they did a time lapse or retcon something. And so then it was just like, Plop. <laughs> with no answers and no questions and all they lived and went on to the great beyond. And I find that cool as, you know, as other artists. And obviously, they can't be Mangekyo's uh, working, you know, 24-7 or in the studio Ghibli and then cracking, cranking out like old school Disney uh, characters and animation. But the, the sense of how stories are portrayed now and uh, there's one thing in, in conversation that has been ongoing um, with the level of, you know, uh, creative fantasy and then having that sense of, you know, cap on uh, what someone can express. And that one, I'll, I'll sit down, like, in my proverbial <laughs> uh, hyperbolic time chamber and, and sit with, with myself and, and have that little, like, the dude sitting on the stone and, and have my, my, my hand on my my chin because it's not really a point of not creativity like there's so many creative minds and when you see it and you see original content you know it like that that it's unmistakable and and you go and gravitate towards that story and you mention it to someone versus you like all oh, of this I've seen this before that reminds me of something else this reminds me of something else this reminds me of something else and those are the things that um, not fall to the wayside but you are easily have forgotten them um, as a sense of storytelling and, and I'm curious as to where the next 10 to 20 years where people have predict uh, or predicted how um, stories would be and I'm just like wait what I'm like, yo, we don't even know. We don't even know how great the story's gonna be. You don't even know. Like, it's gonna be amazing. Like, if one could even consider one of the storylines from one video game from like 1997 as a great possibility of what America or, you know, saying the world may be, just on a fantasy tip versus non a nonsensical fantasy on a science sci-fi channel like as one of the possibilities to what a visual could be like there's so many different things that uh if left you know the the people and their imaginations and how amazing those things can be i'm like yo i'm 
I'm just gonna get out of the way and then just let them do their thing and I'm gonna be standing over here and talk about stories and wave my hand. That's all. That. <laughs> and smoke my weed, you know, because I it, it, it sounds like I just am a hippie or something like that. And, and that's fine. But what I'm looking forward to is the never ending stories that and no, this is not a play on words and don't send the lawyers from whatever. I don't even know what uh, production house uh, made that movie. But yeah, not, don't, t- don't tell them from the 80s to come after me for the never ending story. Like I love that, that movie, that giant. I don't even know what that thing was, but it flipped me out when I was a kid and the kid was like talking to a giant mountain and that kind of tripped me out too. It all seemed like an acid trip, but I just attributed it to the 80s and I attributed a lot of things to the 80s, but neither here nor there. (laughs) So basically for this story and the influence of it, and the reason why I'm mentioning and everything I, I talk about in the podcast ties into it was a story where it was kind of like wholesome. I, I observed it and I talked about it previous in the podcast how a lot of what I've seen, like a lot of my podcasts were very weird. They were very like, you know, I was getting to that point of expressing self, but the, the stories that influenced it had changed. And I'm thinking like, yo, even the animes that I was watching or reading at the time, it was kind of gory, like Shonen and Shasanin, S-E-I-N-E-N or however you say it, like, those are some pretty adult, like, quarter half step away from snuff films. And I've talked about this, like, Quentin Tarantino would have the head nod on anybody to just see the shit that I've seen in animated form. And I'm like... No, I kind of, that's there, (laughs) but I want to express other things too that make people smile and, you know, have them remembering uh, certain things um, versus just that other feeling because there's a range of emotions that I want to go into and express over a period of time um, while they're experiencing their own things and their own stories are so impactful. And it was just about these uh, people. And I came up this with the last podcast. And like I said, anyone who is a writer, like you're constantly coming up with content. You're constantly experiencing something. The conversations are always different. Your dialogue reflects that. Your uh, influence or your influences are, are constantly changing, even if it's an algorithm on your, your pad or whatever. You're looking into things and having these nonsensical, and it doesn't have to be an intellectual, brainy conversation. It could actually just be something more, hey, what, hey, girl, why you like that? Hey, girl, you know why I liked it? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> excuse me, that, that was us. Anyway, what I was saying was that the, the influence of what I was the basic story I wanted to have about people who were obtaining goals. And it was a cool thing because when you do so, obviously uh, everyone, and you can talk to Tony Roberts and all these other grand uh, people who have done this over years and ages of accomplishing something and them, them saying it and then connecting to the right people at the right time and them talking to this person and then all 
everything connecting at the right moment and it, it all happening just from that person having that vision and, and holding that and there are many people who are this and movers and shakers and grand speakers but for me i wanted to express this in a world of forgotten memories and to people who may or may not be privy uh, to language to speaking to social norms if there are none and to have this as a nature versus nurture aspect and to not be in suit and ties but to actually have their own sense of style in um, that city or that place that I had described previously and I just described this as a new setting because of the sheer magnitude and the size of it and these are people who obviously uh, started out as a certain way but I described them as children and then one of the first things in obtaining certain things are the smallest of things. But uh, as, as children, we know that the smallest of things are the grandest of things. And the littlest of things are the most important and the most uh, paramount to things that as adults uh, we look over and we think of. And it would just be like, ah, that was just a Thursday. And as adults, we look into the grand scheme of things and we think of a bigger picture. But and you think of like kids who play in a, a empty parking lot or you, where they play in a sand lot or something like this and I remember like back in my day and, and when I was younger how those just settings uh, played impactedly like super 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 important uh, to have like or catch a, a baseball or to you know uh, be the fastest and run and, and catch up to anybody or you know not to fall behind and not to do certain things um, just because all the other kids were doing other things too. And so I, I'm crafting this story and I'll have um, and speak on this in another podcast where I'll have different characters intersect with one another in the fourth book. And so this is from the second book and then very few of them correlated to the third book. Um, but the second book will kind of like have characters jump um, from there into the fourth book, um, but not as a super time lapse. And so I have just these characters that are not, no, see, no, everybody's thinking of like the Rugrats or something or, you know, Little Rascals. And, and that's the thing that, I mean, quintessentially one could think of things like that, but I don't want them to be like all super comedic like. And having like Buckwheat and little black kid with like super fro and nothing. Like, <laughs> I'd rather have them kind of like decked out because everyone in this city like has like their own swag. Like, if it was a little black kid or any kid of color, like they would have like a pilot hat cap on it. And I'm gonna come with this name. And if I'm gonna name drop, I'm gonna name drop like dope artists. And this is one guy, and I think he's from Chicago. He's a great artist, and I've seen his work around the city, and no, I'm not talking about the Millennium Bean and nothing like that, but it's like, really, he's got like this super, like, patented, like, art style, and he's got like sculptures, and his kid with like a, a cap on for old aviator, like, goggles and stuff on, it's really cool. Is what I'm thinking of. If any of the kids have style, they would be on some like futuristic, weird city, purple, like sky mixed in with fuchsia from three suns in the sky. Like it would be 
on some tripped out, tripped out, whatever type of swag that they have. And, and just expressing that, and they will be called the goal something. Like, I'm gonna come up with a name for it, but their whole purpose is to have one of those, like, you know, not Peanuts or Charles Schultz, you know, four or five panel, you know, having a joke and then selling something and then, you know, having that weird, awkward moment in conversation, but them going through the adventures of something being minute and arbitrary in our eyes, but to others, it'd be like the most important, important thing to them and to show just the juxtaposition of how, you know, as adults, we have our world, but there are so many other worlds that are juxtaposed in that, that, you know, we kind of feign ignorance on in most instances or even not even pay attention to. So that's just one part. And I'll show others, you know, if this is a writer's room or any other aspect of thinking of it and other people call theirs like classes or master classes, that's cool because they're staying in number one New York Times bestsellers and things like this. But anyway, not me. I'm, I'm chilling right now. Um, v, a.k.a. Vernon English, this is the Hear It Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. Uh, Spiky Bebop, hit the likes. Uh, tell someone about it. Also, you can find me on Amazon.com. And yeah, I will get back on more stories with this. And, and this is the fourth book coming together, so... Uh, I'll let you know when that will be published too. So, peace, peace.